Alright, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome inside Fantasy Foes. Right here, your boy Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. And Adam Ronis, once known as a genius. I don't know if we can still say that. What's up, Ronis? <laughs> once declared as a fantasy executive, not even close to that anymore. More like the fantasy janitor. Yeah, I, the fantasy <laughs> executive person who is 500 lifetime versus Adam Ronis. First of all, again, inaccurate and. You should never be proud of being 500 against anyone. That's not a lofty goal. We don't want people listening to even have that mentality. Yeah, no doubt. But now, Ronis, it was uh, it was good, good times this past weekend out in Canton, Ohio, at the Kings Classic, which I have now dubbed the best event in fantasy sports. It was good to hang out out there with you this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Definitely enjoyed myself, and I'm sure you did as well. Yeah, it's a great event. I recommend anyone who hasn't been there to go. Next year, it's always the weekend after the Hall of Fame weekend in Kenton, Ohio. So I know they already put out the dates for next year. And they're building up the Hall of Fame area, starting to put up restaurants and hotels. And it's just a real fun time. Everyone gets together, hangs out, is real chill. You always meet new people that you've never seen. We still have people coming up to us saying, Hey, I remember listening yep. to you guys on Roto Experts in the Morning on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. And that... I, I can't believe it. You know that show has now been off for eight fucking years? The show's been off the air for eight years. Somebody asked me about that show once a month. <laughs> <laughs> I get asked about that show as much as Des Bryant get asked about him catching that pass. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was crazy, man. Des Bryant being out there friendly to everyone. Definitely. Just amazing. Taking pictures, videos. And, you know, that's great to see someone embracing the community. You know, a lot of athletes sometimes have been critical of fantasy football because we know people on twitter start tweeting at them and oh you didn't score and you know i've always said it's so dumb to do that but it's good to see des bryant really embracing the community having a lot of good things to say on twitter and social media so yeah it was, it was a great event and you know des bryant out there playing flag football though he wasn't at wide receiver he was quarterback and throwing some dimes too yeah, no, he was quarterbacking because he didn't want to run and get injured on that turf like our man Roy Dog did, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> come Dennis back Roy that, pulling a hamstring. With that hamstring and that rug burn, that carpet yeah. burn, you know what I mean? I mean, look, you got to know when you can't play anymore and you got to stretch and all that. He did stretch. I was watching, but, yeah, sometimes uh, people go out there and we did see a few injuries, guys limping around. So. Thankfully, we had we had the fantasy doctor out there. Oh yeah, sure everybody got back <laughs> safely. <laughs> Dennis, is it hurt here? No, here, here, no, there, here. Hey, wait, what are you touching? <laughs> <laughs> Too bad Doctor Roto wasn't there. Oh yeah, because Doctor Roto definitely would have got the medical tent out, the insurance cards and the co-pays, and got everybody put together. But other than that, Ronis, you know what I'm saying. Solid weekend, good weekend, and um, now it's time to get ready for the, you know, for the for the start of the season. You know what I'm saying? As we push through, and I want to talk to you about the um the news that broke earlier this week. Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook now have fantasy, well, now have NFL homes, and now we can start figuring out what they're going to be for our fantasy rosters this season. And let's start with Dalvin Cook, who signs with the New York Jets. We know what Cook is. He can do it all, run the football, catch the football. Part of that offense now with Brees Hall. Give me, uh, what do you think about Cook? And are, is he somebody you're looking to draft, and where would you target him at? 
Yeah, I don't think I'm looking to draft him. I think early in the year he'll obviously play a role for sure. Although, you know, he's not even ready to practice yet coming off shoulder surgery. But I think they want to ease Brees Hall in. I think also this was Aaron Rodgers. I think Rodgers really wanted him. You know, he took the pay cut. You know, this is a team that has to win now. You know, Rodgers is 40 years old. You know, everyone's geared up. They do have some concerns on the offensive line. Uh, That's something to keep an eye on. We know Rodgers is a cerebral quarterback and can figure things out. But I'm probably not going to draft Alvin Cook. He's going to move up now. And I think his value will be early in the year. I mean, Brees Hall is tricky because Brees Hall was a guy going in the third round. And I've seen in some recent drafts him falling to the fifth or sixth. I think Brees Hall is a guy that in the second half could really help your team. So if you are going to draft him early, you have to understand that you might not get big weeks out of him. But as you gear up for your fantasy football playoffs, I think he's a guy that could take off. Because we saw last year in the limited opportunities before he got injured, he looked great. He was a game breaker. And I I had him in a league or two, and it just sucked to see him go down. He was probably going to win the rookie of the year for the offensive player. So you just, you're going to have to have patience with a guy like Brees Hall. So you're getting him a little cheaper now, but it could be a bumpy ride early in the year. Yeah, no doubt. Listen, I agree with a lot of what you said there, particularly on Brees. I worry about the dudes coming back the first year off the injury, but like you mentioned, that second half of the season, you can start to see him stretch out. Speaking of coming back off the injuries, Javante Williams, they, everybody says he's good to go. And I'm like, man, I really like Piran, but if Williams is going to be available and good, then maybe he's the guy. Would you rather take a shot on Williams or Dalvin Cook? Williams, uh, okay. for sure. I mean, it looks like he's good. Easily, huh? You said for sure. Not easily. It probably okay. have him a couple spots higher. I have to redo my rankings. My goodness, man. Obviously, it's crazy. Every Everything time you turn around, week, son. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. It's just crazy, like, how quickly things change. And it's not overreaction. It's role changes. And, you know, we obviously the two spots there. Um, so, yeah, you know, a lot's going on right now. And, yeah, I would – yeah, Javante's so intriguing, man, because he's another guy that has a lot of potential. We know this offense is going to be improved. They both have the offensive line. Sean Payton's in there now. And Javante looks like he's going to play this weekend, this weekend in the preseason. Yeah. So, I was not expecting that. Yeah, I don't think anyone was. So I'm interested to see how many snaps does he play. How does he look? Does he get a couple carries? But, yeah, I think I took him in the Scott Fishbowl. Um, and that draft was in July uh, because I didn't get, like, elite running backs early on. I went heavy wide receivers, so I think I do have him on that team. Yeah. Um, interesting. You know, you're talking about Scott's Fishbowl. Got a chance to chill a little bit with Scott Fish out there. You know what I'm saying? This past weekend at the Kings Classic, so shout out to Scott Fish. He does a great job with the Scott with the Scott Fish Bowl. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, he signs New England Patriots. Kind of figured that's where he's going to go. We've seen New England take on these reclamation projects at running back before. Obviously, Legarrette Blunt, Corey Dillon, guys like that. But Ronis, as a person who has watched a lot of Ezekiel Elliott play, when it got to the end of last season, Ronis, man, even beginning of last season. Zeke normally does start slow. He's the type of guy that plays himself in the shape. But he never played. Like, he was slow all year last year. Now, you go to the Patriots, he's a fantastic pass blocker. He's fantastic in short distance and goal line. But, Ronis, I don't think he's good at anything else. Yeah, that's the problem. I think, to me, this was more an indictment that New England wasn't happy with their backup running backs. 
Uh, and I did take, um, what's his name? Not Kevin Harris, the other one. Pierre Strong. I did take him in my Beat Adam Ronis League last week uh, for the Fantasy Football World Championship. So he'll probably be a cut for me. So I think they weren't happy with those two. Zeke's a veteran. Does a lot of things that coaches like. Like you said, the pass blocking. We've seen him at the goal line. So I think this is kind of just a spell Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. Stevenson was really good last year. And I know I think a lot of people are dropping him maybe a little bit too much. I wouldn't I do he, that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I'm saying. Look, I... I really like Stevenson a lot, but I think the Patriots had concerns last year because he started to wear down late in the year. You know, he was like, what, anywhere from a sixth to eighth round pick last year and really paid dividends. But if you go look towards the end of last year, I mean, he kind of faded down the stretch. Uh, there were a lot of games where he just didn't do much on the ground. He was heavily involved in the passing game, though. Uh, guy caught 69 passes last year on 88 targets. Uh, he still averaged five yards per carry for the season, but, you know, you look towards the end of the season. Uh, so they played on Sunday, November 20th. Then the short week Thanksgiving, seven carries, 10 carries, three, 19, 13, eight, and six. So you can see they kind of scaled back the carries because I think they felt like he was wearing down a little bit. So I think Stevenson is still someone that you can draft, you know, maybe round four if he's there. Um, again, I think a lot of times there's better wide receivers there, but I think people might drop him a little bit too far. Zeke, of course, is going to play some snaps. But I think it's really more to spell Stevenson than be uh, cutting into his workload significantly. Yeah, no, I would agree with you on that one. Like I said, I I don't think this is a big thing where we got to shake up fantasy draft boards or move Stevenson down or move Zeke up, really just introduce Zeke to the board now that he has a team. We know what they want to do in New England, but if Stevenson can stay upright, he's going to be the guy, or else they're going to be going to get somebody else too because it can't just be Ezekiel Elliott if there is an issue right there. Um, I want to move into some quarterback talk right quick, though. Um, Justin Fields last week, people, you know how we talked about people reading headlines and not investigating? Three for three, 129 yards and a touchdown. And all of a sudden, people are talking about Justin Fields as MVP. No, Ronis, the, the dude threw a two. The dude threw two yeah. two-yard passes <laughs> to DJ Moore, who took it. Hey, Khalil like, come Herbert. on, man. So, like, I just wrote a NFL awards piece for the Messenger.com that published on Wednesday. You're probably listening to this Thursday or later than that. And I can't put Fields in that conversation. No, I mean the Bears. Are, I know everyone's on the Bears thinking they're going to be good, but that division is kind of wide open. Like, I could see the Packers winning it, the Lions, maybe the Bears, but Fields is just not going to have the numbers, even if he runs a lot. The guy threw 17 touchdowns last year, 2,242 yards. You're not winning MVP the like twins, that. Now, people might, so people might say, oh, well, Lamar Jackson won. But he's not Lamar you, Jackson wrong. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. no, so Lamar Jackson won MVP. Do you remember how many touchdowns he threw that year? 31 MVP? Was he 35, something like that? 36. Yeah. You think Justin Fields is doing that? He might not throw 36 passes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, no, man. Like, he's not going to win MVP. I would be stunned. Like, there's so many guys I would take over him for MVP. I mean, 
right? You know, Burrow is up there with Mahomes. Those are got easy guys, you know. If you yeah, can they Burrow, win? Mahomes, you know, they're gonna they're gonna default to the to the elite quarterbacks, particularly the right. elite quarterbacks in the AFC because in the AFC you got to earn your record. A ten win NFC team with Justin Fields as the quarterback is not a, is not a is not a is not an MVP performance. But as far as for fantasy, right? I'm in a draft right now in the flex draft. Shout out to my boy Jake Seeley. On the turn going into the sixth round, I set up my queue and I had Joe Burrow at the top of my queue, right? And I had Justin Fields next. So the person in front of me takes Justin Fields, I get Joe Burrow. And a lot of people love to have the the floor that the rushing quarterback presents. A quarterback's like Fields, who is really a top fantasy asset because of his rushing numbers. Would you take him over guys like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, um, Trevor Lawrence? Is it? You, do you want to get that rushing upside that much? It's obviously great to get, but I would not take him over Burrow, man. And again, I know Burrow is just—I know he's more of a pocket passer, and you know we don't see him run too much. He can run a little bit, but I'd take Burrow over him. I mean, Burrow is that guy. I mean, Burrow threw over 600 passes last year, almost 4,500 yards, 35 touchdowns. And that's what you're going to need if the guy does a run. Uh, so I would definitely take Burrow over Fields uh, without a doubt. And I think I would take Herbert over him too. I think Herbert is set up. And that was a guy that I think yeah, you could look at potential winning MVP as well. Um, especially if the Chargers, I know they're not going to win a division. We say this every year and we know what happens. It's the Chargers. But I just think Herbert's set up for big success under Kellen Moore, let's not forget last year he had that rib injury. I think it was week two against the Chiefs, and he kind of played through it. He dumped it off. He was not throwing downfield. They're changing the philosophy here. They're going to throw it downfield more, uh, probably have a higher pace, run more plays. So I think Herbert's going to put up big numbers. He's not going to be checking down Austin Eckler every single play. So he has an opportunity to put up big numbers this year. So, yeah, I mean, it's great if you can get those running quarterbacks. But, you know, in, compared to recent years, they're priced up. You know, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and they all go early. But, I mean, look, Fields should have a good year. And I did take him in um, in a recent draft for the FFPC, but I would take Burrow over him. Yeah, no, I would too. I just think the Burrow, that, that touchdown pass upside is too much. Uh, Anthony Richardson named starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts this week. Is he going to finish the season as a quarterback, as a QB1? Will he be a top 12 quarterback in fantasy? He has a shot just because of that rushing ability. Uh, he's going to start week one. And anyone who has played fantasy for a while, you know. Like, if he's going to rush for seven, 800 yards and score some touchdowns, he doesn't need to do much as a passer. Um, you know, I, I wrote this up, too, the other day. If you look at – we just talked about fields. You look at fields and Daniel Jones and what they did last year – they barely passed the ball, and they both finished as a QB1. So there's the potential. We know he's raw as a passer. He's going to be inaccurate. But if he's going to you know, run like that, uh, then he has a, ch a chance to finish as a QB1. He's. I'd rather draft him as a QB2, obviously. I don't want to rely on him as the guy, uh, especially early on. So I'd rather get him as a backup. But I think with this He's dude, being drafted as the guy now. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on the on the draft. I know definitely an underdog. He has been pretty much. That's best ball. Uh, I was able to get him as a QB two in I think DraftKings best ball. Like I had a Daniel Jones Anthony Richardson combo, 
But you're right. I think now with this news, even though we kind of knew he was going to start maybe a week or two of Gardner Minshew, but they made it clear now it's Richardson. So I think with that news, a lot of people will push him up and he'll probably go as a QB1. But I think if you do take him, I think you have to get another one to pair him with just in case. I'm going to go back to the Chargers right quick. You bring in Kellen Moore. You mentioned offense goes downfield more. You know, not too much dinking and dunking to Eckler. When it comes to the offense for fantasy, though, is everybody viable? Or do you think, you know what, Herbert got the weapons. He's going to spread it around. Let me just get Herbert because ultimately he's going to be the main guy. Or are you still in on guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and, and the new and the new wide receiver, Quinn and Johnson? I'm a little worried about Keenan Allen. Uh, because he goes in the third round, he's getting older, he had some injuries, he's slowing down a little bit. I know people are like, oh, you're crazy, what are you talking about? But he's a guy that, you know, a lot of short passes. So if they throw a little bit deeper, that could potentially limit him. So I just have not been drafting Keenan Allen for where he's going. Uh, I do like Mike Williams. Uh, I've always liked him. We already know the injury risks, right? I mean, it happens all the time with him. Uh, goes up for a catch, lands on his back, misses time. Uh, so I, I did take him in a recent draft. I, have, I don't have a lot of them. Uh, but, yeah, I think they will kind of spread it out here. Uh, you know, drafted Johnston, even Gerald Everett's there. I don't think Eckler catches as many passes. I mean, Eckler's a guy that I'm worried about because he relied so much on touchdowns yeah. and receptions. I don't see them – it's a different offense now, man. And I, I just don't see them dumping it off to him as much. You know, this is a guy the last two years, 204, 206 carries. And, you know, they're probably going to pass a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, you're really banking on the touchdowns coming through again. 12 and 13 rushing touchdowns the last two years. It's kind of, it's a little dicey there. So, I've not taken Eckler in any draft yet. Because, again, he goes top seven in almost any draft. And uh, I'm not willing to pay that price tag. Yeah, I'm mostly – I'm taking wide receivers, and if I want to go with a running back, I'm taking – Robinson Bichon has passed Eckler for me. Yeah, I'm good with that. I actually just started a DraftKings best ball, and Bijan fell to me at pick uh, 14. Nice. A lot of people – a lot of people are like they can't take a rookie in the first round. And I'm like, we've seen rookies, first rookies succeed. Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley. We've seen rookies be top 12 fantasy backs. So I don't get where this I can't take a rookie in the first round thing comes from, Ronis. Christian McCaffrey. It's one of the most foolish things I've ever heard. Yeah, it definitely is. Again, when a team, and especially in today's environment, where teams are not spending first round picks on running backs, you know, to take this guy in the top 10, and they had Tyler Algier, who had a good year last year, they're telling you we're going to run the football. They already ran the football a lot last year. They're going to do it again. They play in a winnable division. They have an easy schedule. So even if they use Algier, they're going to feed Bijan. And we know what he can do in a passing game. We've already seen the clips. So, yeah, you can't worry about a guy being a rookie because I was going to say the same thing you said. Just look at these rookies who were taken early. They tend to produce and finish as an RB1 in their rookie season because if you're going to spend – that early of a pick, whether you agree with it or not, that player is going to be utilized heavily. Yep, no doubt. Um, where are you at on Nick Chubb this year? 
Oh, you're trying to get a soundbite. No, me. I'm not trying to do the whole, the, the, you know what I'm trying to no, <laughs> Come uh, on, let's nah. not be juvenile. Ronas, come on. <laughs> Ronas, come on. Be mature. I didn't bring you on for this. Uh, though we're past that. A little bit older now. Come on. You need kids just like me. I hope you have a kid soon, then you'll see what it's like. Uh, that was the uh, Nando DeFino impersonation, for those that are not aware. Uh, I like it, man. I just, he, okay, the big question for Nick Chubb is, is he going to be involved in the passing game? We know Kareem Hunt is gone. They haven't brought in anyone. Jerome Ford looked to be the backup. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Chubb is obviously one of the best runners in the NFL. The big question is, how involved in the passing game will he be? Because usually, especially if you're playing in PPR formats, you, know, you want your RB1 to catch 50, 60 passes, if not more. And we just not, haven't, haven't seen yeah. that. From Nick Chubb, you know, last year he had twenty-seven receptions. But he can run so much, you know what I'm saying? But here's the thing: like he also has, he also ran it real good last year, though. Yeah, uh, he averaged five point one yards per carry in his career. Five point two, uh, second time in his career he had twelve rushing touchdowns. Uh, he's a guy that I could see scoring fifteen rushing touchdowns. I if and I know he can catch the football, so that's something to watch early in the year. But I am drafting him late first round. Uh, I have no yeah. problem with that. Like that draft, I I did a draft recently. Um, yeah, the FFPC picked 12 and started Nick Chubb, A.J. Brown on the turn. So I'm willing to take him uh, late first round. It really will come down to how many passes he catches. And just based on what we see, like, I think he's going to catch more passes uh, in this offense. Uh, hopefully they do. I, I think it'll be a good offense. You know, Deshaun Watson acclimating in the full offseason now. That's a really interesting division, the NFC North. I mean, I think all those teams could potentially win nine games. So, I was looking at the schedule, and I believe the first Thursday in December might be like week 15 or something like that. The Thursday night game is Pittsburgh and New England. I think both of those teams are going to be in the hunt at that point in the season this year. I disagree on New England. I don't think they will be. I think, you think New bad. England's going to be bad this year. Yeah, I do. I don't I mean, see New England being bad. It's it's a so they have one of the most difficult schedules in the mm-hmm. NFL. Uh, they play in a tough division. They have no speed on offense, man. None. That they just really lack speed on offense. And they lack speed I mean, on defense too. Yeah, I mean the defense is I don't think as good as last year. I, I just I, I don't I know it's tough to bet against uh, Belichick. Bill I, mean, Belichick. I know I know Mac Jones is your guy. Is that why? I love Mac Jones too. I think Mac Jones bounced back with an OC. I, listen, you're right. The schedule is tough. The the whole thing is tough. But I trust these coaches. I trust that culture. And this is I mean their win total is seven and a half. I think they are eight nine win team. Yeah, I would take the under. Would you take under seven and a half? I would, yeah. Wow, you really don't like them. No, nah, I don't. I don't think this is a very good team, man. They got oh, so this is uh, I, I got so basically last year they beat all backup quarterbacks for their wins. Did you see that they beat uh, uh, Zach Wilson twice, um, Brissett, like some bad quarterbacks. Wow. I yeah, I got to I, I got to find it real quick. Yeah, so the, I saw that I was like, wow. So they kind of got fortunate last year. Now they got the tough schedule. Yeah, I am. I'm down on New England this year, man. I just, I know it's tough because it's Belichick, and you know I've kind of been through this with Mike Vrabel, where I've kind of been down on Tennessee. Tough the to last, fade like those kind year. of coaches like that. Yeah, it, no, it is tough. 
Um, but hold on, I'll find it right here uh, for New England. Okay, so last season, uh, two wins against Zach Wilson, Jacoby Brissett, Sam Ellinger, Colt McCoy, Mitch Trubisky. Now, I can also, on the flip side of that, say they should have won that Raider game and they should have won that second Buffalo game. So that kind of works both ways. They were particularly bad on special teams last year, yeah. and that's not going to happen two years in a row with Bill Belichick. I, just, but, I don't see the talent there on this roster. There, there's, but is there ever talent on the roster? When they went to the playoffs two years ago, it wasn't no talent on the roster. But I think the AFC is way better now. That's true. The AFC is lower than the Jets. Also made themselves better in, in the Miami Dolphins or the team they've been in the past couple years. I got, I wanted, There's a little area of round seven. Oh, real quick. Go ahead. Here's the schedule to open the year for the Patriots. Philadelphia, Miami, the Jets, Cowboys. Where's the Miami game at? New England. That They'll win that game. They, they will? You, you don't want to have to go to Miami, and you don't want to have to go down to that September heat. I think that's why they lost that game, that September heat last year. I like that game, that early game. I like that in New England. For New England, better than I like it for Miami. Okay. And then they, then they get the Saints at home in Vegas, home to the Bills in Miami October 29th. Uh to actually get Miami at a good time because it won't be too hot then either. Uh, yeah, I think it's still hot, but it yeah, is, not but as yeah. hot. And it won't yeah. be like September, you know what I'm saying? That's something you got to take into consideration. Go ahead. Yeah, because I think the other home field that in September that is huge is Denver. Denver hardly ever loses at home in, in, in my high yep. in September. Obviously acclimating to that, to that air, to that thin yeah. air up there. I want to jump into a couple of areas, right? Where I think it's interesting wide receivers going. So, Pickens, Dotson, Smith and Jigba, and Traylon Burks in that round six to seven range. Which one of those wide receivers you prefer? Pickens, Jahan Dotson, Smith and Jigba, and Traylon Burks? Well, I don't know if you saw it today, but Burks was carted off. Oh, no, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, I haven't, that, haven't seen an update. Uh, in a little bit, but yeah, he had his hands on his head. He looked distraught, so I hope it's o- he's okay. I did take him a lot in early drafts. I haven't gotten him lately uh, since the Hopkins addition. Uh, I still think he can be good, but um, so that's someone to keep in mind there. I'd probably go Pickens um, there. Smith and Jigba is interesting. I mean, a lot's going to come down to how often they use three wide sets, which they haven't done much, but I think a lot of that it has to do they haven't really had anyone. They don't really have a tight end that command targets. Smith and Jigwit in the high stakes already is going early, man. Like he's, he's a real he's good going, player, Ronan. I know he is. I mean, he didn't play last year, but fifth, sixth round. So and Dotson obviously is intriguing as well. I mean, we saw him, you know, catch a, a lot of touchdowns last year, made a highlight play in the preseason, so I think I'd go Pickens, Dotson, Smith, and Jigba. I mean, I just think Smith and Jigba is just the cost is so high, man. Um, we're going to, like, forget about Tyler Lockett again? We do this every year. No, son, that's what son, I love Tyler Lockett. I like Smith and Jigba, but if I had to pick between him and Tyler Lockett, I'm going Tyler Lockett two out of three times. Me too, man. Like He is just... so consistent. You know, Tyler Lockett, I would rather almost – I would rather pay Tyler Lockett price than pay Metcalf price – Metcalf had that big year in 2020. You know, Metcalf uh, yards per reception is coming down already. I know. Now, 20 is a big number now. You know what I mean? But I think it dropped to around 12. 
Yeah, I think with Met, the reason why Metcalf goes higher is because they people feel like there's still a high ceiling there. That mm-hmm. you know, and Lockett is getting uh, a, another year older, but he hasn't really shown signs of slowing down. I think too, Metcalf just such a freak. You look at him, and you're like, oh yeah, six four, two thirty five. This guy should put up monster numbers. He's the same size as you know Metcalf at six four, two thirty five is the same size as Anthony Richardson. Yeah, that's crazy. That's right? crazy, right? Richardson is just <laughs> Richardson's an athlete. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. So you know he's gonna run. But yeah, I mean look, Metcalf only had six touchdowns last year, where he had twelve and ten the two previous years. So you know I think he's certainly capable of double digits once again. Uh, you want to see the yards go up a little bit, thousand forty eight kind of a little underwhelming and you talked about the yards per reception 11.6 last year career low uh and i guess the question is does geno smith play as well as he did last year i it's funny because people take metcalf lockett and smith and jigma so early and then geno goes late yeah i love geno i'm a geno i would i would go into a league with geno as a qb1 even though i'm paying up for quarterbacks this year he yeah. was great last year, and he's got weapons this year, Ronas. Last year he slowed down when Ken Walker got hurt, but now you get another running back in there. I would I would feel comfortable going in with Geno as a QB. Now, don't get me wrong now. It would be like Geno Richardson. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm going to yeah. protect myself, but I would take Geno over. I would I like Geno more than I like Geno, excuse me, more than I like Dak. Well, we know you hate Dak. But I could just be biased on Dak. I like Geno more than I like Tua. Uh, not me. You would take well, two. Well, you're only go- you're saying that because you're I worry about, about the injury, right? Yeah, exactly. Do, do you realize that Tua was second in the MVP odds last year at one point? Nah, Ron. I had a team that got off to a slow start. I put him in, and when he played, the weeks he played, he was literally brought that team back to contention. He was balling at times he, last year. They averaged twenty six point four points per game when Tua was the quarterback. Like this guy. I know a lot of it's well get the hands of the ball of Hill and Waddle. Well, that's what he did, and he that's his up, job, and he did a good yeah. job at that. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. Everyone is worried about the concussion risk, and it makes sense, right? Because you know he takes a lot of big hits. Uh, he's not that big, and yeah, that's the risk. But this offense was one of the best uh, when he was on the field and healthy. No, do you look at stuff like when you talk about like the two injuries, right? Do you ever think to yourself, like, hmm, Brissett and Tua? I mean, was it Brissett or was it Taylor? Who was the backup in Miami last year? Uh, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Brissett. It was, it was uh, um, what's your man name? Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, who doesn't have a team now, right? I, or did he worked out with the Lions, I Bridgewater think? Bridgewater just signed. I think Bridgewater's on the Lions. Bridgewater. Yes, he's wearing number fifteen. I knew he worked out with. He's wearing like number fifty, so it looks crazy. Yeah, Yeah, uh huh. So Tua and Bridgewater get hurt, right? In in Miami, and then you look at San Francisco. Garoppolo, Lance, and Purdy got hurt last year. Do you think it's these teams' offensive lines more so than the quarterback being injury prone? Uh, it could be. I mean, certainly. But I also think you have um, some quarterbacks there who are not mobile also hold on to the ball too long. That's part of it. And, yeah, San Francisco's injury luck is just absurd because it's not even just the quarterbacks. It's pretty much everyone. Like, that team, it's amazing the injuries they deal with year in, year out, and yet they continue to have success and win games. 
Yeah, no, well coached, well put together. I think they're going to miss D'Amico Ryan's this year, so I think that could be. I think that could be something that's going to be interesting. But I still, you know, I still think they're, they're going to be solid. Um, what are you doing with Jerry Judy this year? I've been drafting him. Uh, I know the price. What is the is... explain why? Explain why? Yeah, I, I don't you're see not, it with you're not Judy. In on no, it? I can't. I, maybe I, Ronis, you know I'm romantic. Once you let me down and you don't do what I think you're going to do, I'm like, man, I got to get away from this guy. But wasn't that a big product of Hackett and Russell Wilson? I don't think Russell Wilson was in shape last year. You heard all the stories about him kind of being his own guy. I got to think that changes with Sean Payton here. Um, And, like, who's catching the ball? It's going to be him and Sutton at this point. So, I mean, we saw Judy down the stretch last year. He was balling down the stretch last year. So, yeah, I'm going to take him. Uh, in drafts this year, I, I have in a couple already. Uh, he is a, more expensive than I thought, but you know, you look at the way he finished the year: two 100-yard games, at least 73 yards receiving in four of the last five. He had a three-touchdown game against the Chiefs. So you would I take him think, over Hopkins? Uh, I think I would. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Well, you know what? If Burks is down, man, that's... Then that can really open things up for Hopkins and then that rookie tight end. Not the oh, rookie yeah. tight end. Chig. That yeah. Chig, yeah, Chig is back in action too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maybe definitely. Because, you know, because yeah, like, if Burks yeah. is out, then that that means Chig could be number two on targets. And that's really what you want out of a tight end. You want the tight end, ideally, to be number one in targets on his offense, but there's not many like Kelsey. Uh, but top two, you know, in order. You know, if you got a tight end who's third or fourth in the pecking order... They're that, not going that, to really, week to week. That's going to be tough dealing yeah. with that if he doesn't score. Right. It's not worth it because you're trying to get a tight end that can finish, you know, top five, top seven. Like you draft a tight end and he finishes tight end 12. That really doesn't do anything for you. So you're trying to get a guy that can be first or second in targets on his team, uh, which is why you're seeing a guy like Darren Waller rise up the draft board because he could be number one for the Giants. Yeah. And that's the reason why I've been drafting Waller a lot too myself. Uh, I do want to ask you about a couple more wide receivers, a couple more ranges. Right here, where did I see? Um, with Higgins and Olave, you're Higgins or Olave? Olave, uh, you know, it could be the top because he could be the one, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you know, Higgins will be solid, but you know, he would kind of need a chase injury to really go off. I know their numbers are kind of similar at times, but Jamar Chase is just that game breaker. I saw he's the favorites, like favorite for offensive player of the year. Yep. Looks like everybody's expecting him to have a big season. And, listen, he's definitely capable of that. Uh, a couple more wide receivers, DJ Moore, Drake London. I go more because I'm a little bit more comfortable with the quarterback. But London is going to be a target guy, too. And But Bijan could eat into that. Yeah, and Kyle Pitts, too. And how much is this team going to throw? That's Kyle the biggest Pitts factor thing. is just how many pass attempts are they going to yeah. have. Yeah, Pitts and London should get most of it. But, you know, this is a team – that wants to run the football. And I know London had a good finish to last year, but Kyle Pitts was out. So, yeah, I'd go with DJ Moore as well. Yeah. Uh, final one, and then we get out here until next week. Um, Terry McLaurin or, or Christian Kirk? I've, Kirk's your guy, right? You know, I do like Kirk, but I did see, again, one preseason game when they had uh, only two receivers on the field. He came off. He was playing the slot. So, they went with Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley. Again, one preseason game. Something to keep an eye on, but uh, slight lean to Kirk. I mean, McLaurin, you know, McLaurin has not put up the numbers we want. Like, no, we know I, how I'm good very, he is. very, like, yeah, he, to me, it's like, okay, he's good, but you don't see it all the time. 
I mean, the last few years, five, five, and four touchdowns. It's just not good enough. And it's not like, oh, okay, well, he's offsetting it with, you know, 100 catches. 77 catches each of the last two years playing 17 games in mm-hmm. each year. So, you know, again, good player. Um, Dotson could cut in to him. How good is Sam Howell going to be? Uh, maybe your son could let us know. Uh, MVP, he says. <laughs> <laughs> He was at um he was at um what you call it he was at camp last on Sunday this past Sunday he went to camp and he got an uh, autograph from Emmanuel Forbes and then Emmanuel Forbes went to get into a fight with the Baltimore Ravens <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was something else right there hey nobody is really talking about Joe Mixon is Joe Mixon in trouble of missing games this season well apparently he's in court again for some traffic incident where I think it involved a gun or something. Um, and then he had the other incident around his neighborhood. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess he could be suspended. It was like a road rage incident yeah. that he had. And I guess he's going to testify or he's supposed to, well, we're recording Wednesday. He's supposed to testify. I haven't seen what the results are. So I guess there is a possibility. I mean, the alleged victim said he uh, allegedly pointed a gun at her. Yeah. Like, what is this? Why is, you know, you would think with Mixon after what happened to him in college. He would just let it go. Right? You know what like, I'm saying? Like, I'm blessed and I'm lucky to be here. People forgot about that. Don't bring that stuff back up. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't give people a reason to go dig back into your history. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is something to keep an eye on. I think I've only taken him in one best ball draft because he kind of fell a little bit. But um, I wouldn't say he's a target of mine. Um, I'm open to drafting him. I know he wasn't very efficient last year, but it is a great offense, and the volume should be there. You know, P. Ryan took away a lot from him last year. Right now, though, I, I kind of do like Chase Brown. Um, I know, you know, he's not the clear-cut running back, uh, the backup for him right now, uh, but I, I think he will be. So that's the guy I've been taking in the deeper formats uh, in case something happens to him uh, they didn't go out and sign anyone no exactly so they must feel pretty good about it but you just never know because i really haven't heard anybody talk about that yeah so i'm interested to see what comes of this court case i mean if he does get i mean who knows the nfl i don't know what does he get two three games if something, something happens yeah, whatever they can decide whatever they might give him the whole season who knows <laughs> people on twitter get mad like, well, that's ridiculous <laughs> and then next thing you know you got to miss an extra six games um you got um, Quentin, Quentin. I mean, not Quentin. What do you? What about the? What about the Tampa Bay wide receivers? Like they are really dropping Evans and Godwin. Yeah, I am open to taking Godwin. I think people are just kind of burying him too far. I know I took him in that flex draft, and I was asked about it when they brought me on, and I said, I'm not saying this is the comparison, but do you remember last year? Do you remember what two wide receivers everyone was avoiding because of the quarterback situation? DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Ding, ding, ding. So I'm not <laughs> and saying, it worked out perfect. <laughs> I'm not saying that's going to be the case because Baker Mayfield has been pretty much garbage. Uh, he's 8-16 and 16 in those last 24 games. But, you know, get the ball to Godwin. Get the short target. So, yeah, I, for where Godwin is going, I mean, sometimes it, you, if you go wide receiver heavy, you can get him as your wide receiver four. And I think that's what I did. Yeah, because I had... Tyreek, Adams, Watson, Godwin. Uh, and that was a super flex league. So that's part of the reason why. I You might you can get that. I think you can get that in, in a draft too. Definitely. I mean, you you'd yeah. go wide receiver, you know, maybe one running back and 
four receivers. Godwin is your fourth. So, yeah, I'm open to that at that point. Um, Evans may be a little bit more tough uh, because if you remember, Mike Evans had that huge, was it week 17, to really boost his stats up. I know I was like, oh. That was really it, yeah. But that 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 was that was key if you were in a championship. And I don't know how many Mike Evans teams was in championships last year. Right. He went 10 for 207 and three touchdowns. Before that game, he didn't score. Uh, the last time he had scored before that was October 2nd. Yeah. So he went basically two months without scoring a touchdown. In that span, he had one 100-yard game. He had three 100-yard games last year. So, yes, at the final stats, oh, but he had 1,000 yards again, 11-24, but only six touchdowns, uh, 77 catches, and now no Brady and most likely Baker Mayfield or Trask. So I think with Evans, I'm a little bit more concerned because because, you know, a his lot game of his, is different. It's down the field. Yeah, yeah. deeper down the field. Uh, he's turning 30 uh, next week. Happy birthday, Mike. Uh, I hope I'm invited to the party with Corey. Uh, but, yeah, I, so I, I have more trust than Godwin there. Yep, no doubt. I would agree with you right there, too. I would go with Godwin, and you would hope for a Tyler Lockett type situation. But, Corey Parson, Adam Rones, want to thank everybody for rocking with us. Make sure you subscribe to wherever you do your podcasting at so you can get notified when we do have a episode out we'll be taking you all through the fantasy football season from draft season all the way through your championship run for my man adam ronis corey parson the fantasy executive fantasy foes we are out